Hi everyone, this is Martin Pettigrew, the CEO of Monarch Roofing. I'm so excited to be able to stop by and listen, and I hope that you will enjoy this episode of the CEO Roofing Live podcast. Good morning. Uh, I'm here at the CEO Roofing Podcast and uh, for another edition. I got a special guest with me today, uh, Preston Guyton. I'm really excited to have you here today. It's been actually a long time I've seen you. It's been almost yeah. like a year since COVID. I think it's been a little crazy. So good seeing you again yep. for sure. But I'm really impressed uh, um, from all your mentorship that you've done over the years. And I've known you for probably eight, nine years. Uh, and the people you've affected uh, in Myrtle Beach and the area, uh, the mentorship you've done for all the employees. And uh, I'm grateful for you always and forever, man. You, you've done so much for, for me as growth. Um, one of the questions I want to ask you um, is your amazing mentorship. Okay, where did it come from? Like, and I remember you took me one year to the NAHB uh, in Vegas mm -hmm. out, out of Goodwill, basically. You know, yeah. I didn't know anything. I was a roofer, right? What would I be doing an Ombudsman Association show? Uh, what, what's your mindset behind this? What's your love to help others grow? Um, I think it's, um, you know, it's really what I enjoy the most as far as like building a team. Um, so it's, for me, that's the most enjoyable thing is seeing other people um, do well and, and do well in business. So uh, we actually, uh, I think I met you when it was Monarch Construction. Yeah. yeah. So you actually uh, framed a house for us in um, Collins Creek Landing, if you remember. Yeah. And uh, then you switched it over, I think, 2010, it became Monarch Roofing. Um, but it's just, it's what I enjoy the most is really, you know, giving back and helping other people. Um, you know, so many people think that they could do it on their own. And I think if we all look back, somebody helped us along the way. So it's just good to be able to pass that on to other people. Uh, it's a great memory. He's back in 2010. And, and yeah. I don't, I always question myself, how do you ever buy a roof for me? It doesn't make much sense, yeah. especially back then. I remember you were talking about, uh, you know, you're advanced, right? So one of your passion was to, you know, help uh, everybody to grow. But the way to do it, you need volume, you need a business, right? Yeah. So the way to get leads always impressed me so much because you were talking about how to create attention online, how to generate leads. And I didn't even have a website yet. I was yeah, like, sure. what are you talking about, Preston? <laughs> yeah, it was... Um... You know, you were the guy with the funny accent. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got you. <laughs> it works every time. <laughs> He's like, meet this guy, Martin. He's funny accent. <laughs> Zan told me. Um, yeah, it's, you know, when I got into real estate, so it's, it's funny. Like um, with me, um, you know, even back when I was a kid, you know, I, uh, I was always had a sales mindset. Um, you know, my mom worked two, three jobs. And I remember as a kid, like in middle school, one of her jobs was Walmart. And uh, she got a discount there. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy bubble gum. So I started selling bubble gum in uh, middle school. And I made like 100 or $200 a week doing that. Um, so, you know, it's just looking back over the things I've done. Um, in 2004, when I got into real estate, the, you know, the big thing we talked about is, you know, focus on one thing, become good at that one thing. And a lot of times, especially in real estate or sales, people kind of jump around from, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this. For me, what I did when I got into real estate was I focused on the website. So I took computer science in college and, um, you know, I focused on growing a website and growing a brand. And back in 2004, you know, that was unheard of. Like I was generating leads, focused on SEO. I didn't really do pay-per-click because you didn't have to back then. Um, so what I, you know, what I focused on was SEO and a, a lot of, a lot of, um, 
you know, a lot of local companies, real estate companies, the website I had at the time was PrestonGuide.com, showed up ahead of all that. Um, so that was kind of what I focused on and focused on that one thing. And then obviously did really well in real estate. Um, 2006 and seven was seven, eight was a disaster. You know, when I was making money in real estate, I was investing in real estate and all of a sudden the, the, the market crashed. So everybody knows what happened then. Um, so then I, you know, got my, during all that, I got my uh, contractor's license and the, you know, the, nobody was buying houses. So it's like, I got to do something. So I started designing houses and um, building houses and started CRG in 2010. Yeah, it's an amazing story. So and flipped, you know, it's, yeah. it's, so that's what I've always, you know, for me, it's always, um, you know, I, you got to be quick to action. Um, and I've always, you know, somebody, I remember an older guy was talking about when I first got into um, home construction, the guy was like, Preston just keeps going to the other side of the plate, you know, going to the other side of the plate to swing a bat. Um, you know, and that's what I've always, you know, not been afraid of the change. Uh, it's amazing. It's an amazing story. And you keep it growing. You keep increasing or raising standards and changing, um, you know, adding to it. You know, you yeah. saw an opportunity, you saw a little crack in the door, you just went for it. Keep going yeah. for it. it. It's it's impressive. And you mentioned something in the, uh, when we were at the Old Miller Association uh, National uh I guess it sells. It was a convention, right? So you were one of the panels, and I was there to listen to your speech. I no, professional that. home builder. Yeah. Was it? Okay. Pre, so, uh, 40 under 40. Professional home builder. Yeah. Take the con out of contract. Yeah. yeah. Tell me more, man. I, I still, that's one of the lines that I use all the time now. Yeah. It makes so much sense to me. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's building trust. You know, like when I got into home building, and the one thing I focused on there, so with, um, with real estate, I focus on website and lead generation and all that and, you know, doing things other people weren't doing. I'll, the way I look at it is if you look at the masses, no matter if it's finance or investing or whatever, if you follow what everybody's doing, you're not going to win. So, like, you know, when I got into real estate, I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on website lead generation because in 2004, nobody was doing it. In 2010, when we started CRG, we wanted to focus on um, higher standards. And then we, we still want to focus on the online side of it because in 2010, no builders had websites, you know, and we have all these people coming from out of town. And, you know, and so it was not only focusing on the marketing side of it, but also focusing on, um, you know, the trust, building trust. Because, I mean, that's the thing. Most people don't trust contractors. Um, and, and that's one of the things we want to focus on. Yeah, and then when we hit, uh, it reminds me of a story whenever uh, you were talking about this, we hit 2007, 2008, seems like a lot of contractors, you know, they went out of business mm -hmm. and they left a lot of contractors that were just trying to get by, you know, to survive, you know, is it their fault or not? I'm not sure, but they started doing not the best work just yeah. to make money. The focus became money. So I thought, you know, to me, click, because that's a little bit of how we started. It was a lot of roofing contractor or, or drywall contractor, siding contractor. All they wanted is make money. So they didn't care if they did a good job because they know that tomorrow there's going to be another contractor needing uh, some service because there was so much work out there, right? So oh, yeah. um, then when we started, it was, I think, the same mindset that you're talking about. Like, I'm I'm seeing little opportunity. I want to grab it. I want to go for it because I know uh, that it's a, it's, it's a gift. It's a blessing. And then I want to do what's right for homeowner. Not really so much about um, making money. You know, that can never, it seems like that's your mindset. It can never be the, the one thing has to be given back. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, with construction and with roofing, I mean, there was a lack of professionalism. You know, there was there was there were some. You know, so it's like, 
anything you do, if you think about it, like no matter if you're a plumber or whatever, you could focus on it and become good at that and make a lot of money, but also make a difference. Um, so, you know, with with you and with me, one of the things I focused on was professionalism and higher standards, you know, using the best products for construction, and we weren't making the most money. You know, we could have easily gone the route of building houses that are $150,000, $200,000 use substandard products, and the percentage where we would have made would have been a lot more, and we would have sold a lot more. But, um, you know, with CRG, we focused on a very small percentage of the population and people moving to this area. I mean, because the average house price is, I think it's two sixty now. Um, the average house we built was probably six hundred thousand. It was a lot of big homes. I yeah, <laughs> a lot of well-built homes too. Yeah. I know you took a lot of time to do it right. Yeah, we focused. I mean, oceanfront construction was obviously something we um, focused a lot on, and um, I think we built over a hundred oceanfront houses. So. so so you were talking about a little bit earlier, you were able to get leads from uh, the website online, mm-hmm. which um, hear a lot about, like, we got to get volume. A lot of businesses are focusing on volume. Let's get volume. But you were volume, but targeted volume towards what you were looking for, higher end homes. I, I'm, from what I've seen, all the homes you were talking about, it was 600,000 yep. or more. You didn't really do, uh, let's do some specs and uh, blow it out. Then. Yeah, we didn't do, I think we did maybe five specs the whole time through CRG. Um, majority, you know, so the, the lead generation side, which really I hate to use lead because they're people, you know, when, when, when people look at leads, it's just leads, you know, there's no, you know, we need to look at them as people and, and take care of the people. And, you know, when you start looking at them as people, you'll treat them differently where people look at leads are like, Oh, give me more leads, give me more leads. Well, what are you doing to get them to the next, you know, level or the next process or the next step? Um, you know, so th- that's one of the things, you know, we focused on, but really like the oceanfront side, it was more referrals. You know, so many people forget about, especially in sales. I mean, we all do it. We forget about the last sale and we move, we want to jump on the next one where, you know, especially in real estate or, or really any sales, 85, 90% of the people that bought from you will buy from somebody else next time. And, and that just shows you that you know, in general, salespeople are bad at focusing on the past person because they're like, well, you know, I'm going to focus on the next kill, the next one. Um, you know, so that's one of the things we always focused on and nurtured and, you know, with the CRM and, and focused on keeping in front of those people. So a lot of the oceanfront stuff were really referrals because if you do a good job, I mean, like real estate agents, they want to get paid, you know, so and then if they if you they have a client that they send you and you do a good job, then, you know, obviously refer you somebody again. So most of your lead generation was for real estate. So you were pulling the real estate, selling a lot, and then through your other company with CRG, you were starting to build it. So you were combining both packages. So your sales team was really the real estate, or did you have sales into the home builder, except for you? Well, yeah, yeah. First, it was just me um, doing sales. So you know, we, I got married in 2008, had a Sophie in 2009, decided, Hey, let's, my wife and I were like, let's start a construction company. It's a brilliant idea. You know, d- d- the market just crashed in 07, 08. So it's, it sounded like a, a good thing to do. Um, so at first it was just me and I was the one selling and I understood construction. So it was, it's an easier to sell when you understand what you're trying to sell. Um, so that's what we did. Like the first probably five years, we didn't focus on real estate sales because, I was concerned that if we had real estate agents, that other real estate agents wouldn't send us the leads in the business. 
So in 2015, that's when we um, started building an ISA team, an inside sales team. And um, 2020, our last year, was was the biggest year uh, sales-wise for general brokerage and and construction. Yeah, that's uh, taking over dominating, you know, in yeah. a good way because, uh, and you talk about domination sometimes, it sounds negative, but you're dominating because you're taking the con out of contractor. You're yeah. really trying to help homeowners. So really, if other companies are not to your standards, they shouldn't be in business anyway. So yeah, uh, well and done. it's just being committed. You know, you hear, you know, and I hate to say cliche, but, you know, things like goals and what's your why? I mean, those are now become cliche terms, you know, like everybody has a goal at the beginning of the year. How long does it wait? You know, and it's almost like they come up with these goals and, and they never hit them. You know, so for me, you know, and it's uh, I coach with John Chaplack and he he always pushes this. You know, don't tell me your goal. Tell me what you're committed to. You know, look at it this way. Like your marriage, is that a goal to have a happy marriage or are you committed to have a happy marriage? You know, are you going to shoot to have a happy marriage or are you committed to have a happy marriage? So, you know, same thing in sales. People need to make commitments. I mean, not just sales, but in general, you know, if you if, you know, becoming physical fit is what you want to do, then commit to it. Don't make it a goal because goals have, you know, in have become such things that a lot of times people don't even hit, you know, and it's not a big deal. Oh, my goal was this. Well, I didn't quite make it. So, I mean, I, I try to commit to things and stay committed. Oh, yeah, a lot of it. We hear this a, a lot of times. It, it, tell me your goal, and you know, I'll tell you if you're gonna, if your why is big enough, you're gonna go through it and make it happen. But you explain much better. Like, what's your commitment? It's not your yeah, what's your and, goal? and and why we all have whys, right? We all have kids, we have families, or you don't have families, you have something that's important to you. But tell me what your what is. Like, if you hit this target, this commitment, what are you gonna do with that money, or what are you gonna do with that freedom? You know, so that's really like in coaching. You know, you want to dig into your people and say, well, I don't want to hear, you know, your goal. I want to hear what you're committed to. And then if you hit that commitment, you you keep with that commitment. What is that going to be? Is it going to be a shiny car you want to buy? Is it a house? Is it a vacation? Is it more free time? That's where really where, where you want to dig in instead of just being, you know, what's your why? Well, tell me what, what your what is. Yeah, in the danger with a goal, like you're saying, like you, okay, if I, we have salesmen and we debated this a few years ago, we had a, you got Mark, you probably met Mark. Yeah. Um, so when he started, this guy was so powerful. I'd never met a talented salesman, um, natural like he was at the beginning. And we started building a little bit around inside sales team, a little bit taken from uh, some of your advice. And um, I didn't give him a goal because I said, I don't know what your goal can be. I don't know what you're capable of. So. The last thing I wanted is to put a glass ceiling on him. So yep. let's say, hey, Mark, if you sell $3 million, that's your goal for the year. Yeah, you can reach that in you know in June. What happens the rest of the year? Like you're coasting, right? And then the emotion, like we talk about emotion a lot. It's got to stay positive, right? You got to keep winning, got to keep winning. Winning bring like success. Success is very fulfilling. So I have a fulfilling career starts there. You don't want to be negative because, again, if you hit your goal in June, you coast through the rest of the year, but then you don't sell every opportunities, then it's starting to be negative. So yeah. um, committing to what, we don't know what it's going to be the goal, committing to the process. Yeah, I mean, re- yeah, committing to the process, committing to the plan, committing to, you know, for me, it's uh, my day's boring because every day I wake up at four, you know, I get up four, four thirty, I work for two hours, I help my k- kids. I don't think it's boring, but, you know, it, it's, it, there's no... It's not spontaneous, you know what I mean? So I get up and I, I work for two hours 
I take, I get my kids ready, take them to school. I go home and work out for an hour, hour and a half, then go to work. And then, you know, for me, like a, a lot of people focus on what time are you going to wake up? Well, you're doing it backwards. Focus on what time you're going to get to bed. Because it's easy for me to get up at 4 a.m. if I get to bed by 9, you know. So some of the things, like, you got to go backwards to really get what you want to, you know, start from the back and, and you'll get what you want. Yeah, it's great. And gets me to talk about, like, work-life balance, man. I know you're super busy. You're yeah. And I, I called you a couple of times a serial entrepreneur, and I want to get to this a little bit. Um, you had, like, you have many companies, um, and you've done, you crushed it. I feel like... Uh, you were talking about like why would you and then we talk about why uh, why would you go and then move on because you just move on with a revolution another opportunities what was the the trigger and again i look up to you because a lot of entrepreneur or business owners there's not really any end game you know yeah. how do you how do you step up and say well it's it's funny like um in january of 2020 every year now i have a um a remarkable so that's actually i could write on this and but I, every other year I had a notebook and I'd have a journal at the beginning of the year. And the first page of that journal was what I wanted to do for the year. And so 2020, I wrote in that journal, I wanted to resign from CRG and find somebody to replace me. And it didn't really happen that way. Um, I resigned in uh, September and my business partners bought me out, um, which is which is great because leaving last year, like we did $120 million in I think general brokerage and 25 million in custom construction contract. It's our biggest year ever. And I left and people are like, why'd you do that? It's for me, I'm not going to do it. Like it, you know, I'd go home and, and wasn't in the best place. And for me, I'm not going to do something just for the money, you know? So it was, I just did, I fell out of love with construction, um, with permitting and zoning and all the changes and everything else. It just became, it just it wasn't as fun anymore. And, you know, we hit a level, and what I enjoy the most is going from zero to wherever. Um, we hit a level, we weren't really growing anymore. So what I enjoy the most is building a team, you know, helping people um, and leaving CRG. I mean, they still focus on the same things. A lot of the people that I brought on when I, that are still there. Um, and, you know, me, me leaving... Um, that they didn't have to replace my position because I brought on the right people and we had the right people. Um, one of the things I always say is, is you know, as a leader, you got to learn to delegate and elevate. You know, you delegate responsibility to elevate that person. Um, so you take people. You always want to elevate. You and that's one of the one of the hardest jobs is is coaching and managing leaders. Um, why is that? What's the, the most difficult? Why is it so hard to to? In I deal with this every day too. You know, it's so hard. For... It, it's it just is. I mean, man, you know, because a lot of managing leaders is is looking at yourself and figuring out how you could become better yourself. So um, it's just it's just more difficult. I think managing leaders and it's it just it, it's, it takes a lot of self. I mean, looking at yourself and growing yourself to to grow leaders as well. You ever heard of this? It hired your your strength instead of hired your weakness. Yeah. Um, is that do you have any uh, story about this? Like, it's hard because I love doing marketing. I love to be outside and meet people and create momentum. Yeah. And then the thing is, when I have 
uh, let's say managers, um, and it, there's manager, field manager, division manager. There's so many layers now from the field, let's say, but I'm really good to create momentum, right? So yeah, if I want to go through all those layers. Yeah. For you, I mean, you're, you and I are a lot alike. Like, you know, when you look at our businesses and what we focused on, I mean, I love marketing. You love marketing. At the end of the day, um, you take any company I did, anything I've done is because the you know I I wasn't afraid to spend a dollar on marketing and a lot of the stuff I did myself and learned to do myself. Um, but you know, with construction, there wasn't a whole. I mean, with roofing, there was no marketing. You know, it was pretty much. I mean, now there is now right, and now there's more construction companies spending the money on it. Um, but back then, when we started, there wasn't. And that's, for me, that's probably one of the most enjoyable things that I do on a daily basis is, is the marketing aspect of it um, and the team building as well. No, that's awesome. And, uh, you're making that big switch that, that we talk about, okay? So again, mm -hmm. you go from ownership to um, working at Revolution. You have a great uh, position there. Tell me more about this. Is it, okay, so as an owner, I'm like, okay, I, sometimes I'm debating this all the time. People yeah. call, talk, and say, hey, Martin, won't you work for me? You can have a work-life balance. You know, ownership, it's all the time, all the time. Is there advantages? How do you see it? Um, you know, the way we're set up, so we actually had a friend in Nashville that approached um, in, in 2019 for Revolution. And, you know, at first my wife was there and I was just kind of helping. And then as, you know, that grew bigger and bigger and, you know, we focused on the social marketing and, and marketing in general and, and all the different things we were doing, um, she got busier and busier. And, you know, as I went further along on CRG, I was, I had to figure out which way I want to go. And, um, you know, to me, it was exciting to work with my wife again to build something up. So that's when I made that decision. But, I mean, really, the way we're set up, at, like Revolution, the two branches, you know, we have partners in the branches. Um, although you're working for corporate, there's still, like, we could spend, we could market however we want to. Um, you know, there's approvals and things you have to do, but it, for the most part, it's similar to running your own business. Um, you just don't have to worry about the HR side and the accounting side. That's all handled with corporate. Um, so a lot of the things that uh, that are expenses that, you know, for running a business, you have to pay for everything um, or owning a business. Some of those, some of those costs are um, on them. Very good. But they also help. So you think about it, like it's, it's almost what we have our own offices here. And then corporate spends the money on marketing as well. So they're spending money in all these different cities to create name recognition. And so there's there's a benefit to it. It's almost like a franchise setup. It's not really. It's So you can't, because of the liability and the um, just all the, the laws and everything else, you really you can't franchise a mortgage company. Um, but it's, it's similar, similar, you know. Kind of similar setup, but not really. So where are you going with the revolution? What's, <laughs> what's coming? And you guys, I was starting seeing some uh, billboards uh, and I saw seeing some locations. Yeah, um, so we, uh, you know, we have a billboard campaign starting in the next two weeks. It's in compliance now, um, which is a nightmare. But um, those should go up in about two weeks. And then we're still focusing online, lead generation, um, building ISA team, um, just different types of marketing. It's... It's like real estate, but it's not really like real estate. So it's, uh, you know, it's, I'm trying to figure out that whole side of it with the lead generation and everything else. Uh, 
it's a lot of social, Very you know, good. social sharing and, and all those things. So. And I love the, the name revolution. It, it, it seems so powerful. We talk yeah. about like people love Apple. Why do I like Apple so much? It's almost like we love the brand, like Nike. Yeah. They make the best product all the time. I don't know, but I trust Nike. I trust yeah. Um, is that like uh, to me revolution is like it's very powerful it's get going against the grain what what is your your mission your, your statement so for them um revolution what the the company they focus on is, is building a um consumer focused a customer focused experience and a lot of the things they focus on are technology and and that side of it so um, it's just, you know, you think about a revolution in general, they're trying to revolutionize the mortgage industry, um, you know, through, and it's focused on customer experience, um, and, you know, and, and the technology and, and those type of things. No, I love it. And I feel like uh, bringing somebody like you into the industry, it's going to be, it's going to be intense. So I'm looking forward to see the growth for sure, man. It's going to be yeah. awesome. W one, one more, uh, question maybe in, uh, what, what you learn through your journey that, there's a lot of people like right now, it's kind of sexy to be an entrepreneur, right? People, mm -hmm. everybody wants to start a business. It seems like it's it's pretty hot item, but what do you, what would you suggest or recommend or a mistake to avoid for anybody that starts a business now? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've, I think we've made more mistakes than we've, uh, than we made. When are you gonna write a book about this? Nah. Uh, <laughs> I'm reading it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's, you got to, like, I started going back, you know, and, and I look at all the things I've done in my life. Um, you know, I started in restaurants, started in, in sales. Um, you know, I have mentors that I say are mentors, and they, they say to me, yeah, I wasn't your mentor. I'm like, okay, whatever. But it's just listening and, and, you know, focusing on the things that everybody else, you know, don't focus on anything everybody's doing. Um, for me, I've always wanted to focus on, you know, like when we were doing automation in 2005, 2004, like email, you know, all automation, um, before automation, people even knew what it was, you know, there was probably 10% or 5% of the businesses doing it back then. And then you fast forward to now, everybody's doing automation, you know, there's no customer experience, there's no you know, there's nobody on the other side of the phone. You know, if you try to call a company, I mean, what do you have to do to finally get somebody on the phone? Um, so, you know, early on, we focused on automation, then we flipped it, and with the inside sales team at CRG, we wanted to get away from automation and actually get get to really speaking to people and, you know, being on the phone with them. Um, so really, I would say focus on what everybody isn't doing. You know, if, if, if you're growing a business or starting a business, um, that's a, a good, a good thing to, to do. Don't focus on the money, focus on what you see or what you like to do, right? It doesn't matter what it is. If you become the best in the world at it and you're passionate about it, you'll figure out a way. Yeah. I mean, success to me is not about money. Um, you know, and obviously it takes money to, to have it, but success to me is freedom, you know, is freedom to, if I want to take off at three o'clock and go pick up my kids from school, um, you know, if I want to go away for a weekend or you know, that's really success to me. And if you're working for somebody, it's kind of hard to find that, right? You can't just get up and go where if you're a business owner, you have the ability to to do those things. And I love it. So money isn't freedom. Time is freedom. Yes. I love it. This is awesome and very yeah. powerful. I don't know if you have uh, any other things uh, for us, Preston. I covered all my, my, my questions for you. 
Um, no, I don't think so. Nice coming. It's awesome to uh, awesome to to see you and and so passionate about doing what's right and, and helping others grow. Man, I'm grateful for you forever for this. Um, and you influence me to become like this as well because we always want to keep it close to ourselves sometimes. But now, like for the last many years, that's why I'm able to go to Hilton Head and Wilmington have other people handle things so we can trust and then give him everything to grow and, and just go all in um, but passionate about uh, helping others so I'm for really sure. grateful for you or for that uh, for sure so yeah thank you very thank much you. thank for, you for being here today man love it sweet cheers <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode guys if you enjoyed listening please subscribe to us and give us a review as always don't compete dominate <laughs>